is totally irresponsible parenting. Not according to the internet. Where on the internet? Dax, it's time for your bath. But I miss my show. Don't argue with me, young man. Just do it. This is our dad. I'm the professor. Yeah, he made us in his laboratory by accident. Don't worry, professor. I was an accident, too. You're my children, and I love you, but you're all terrible. Hey, I hit record. Go Rocket. Did you see my flux capacitor? Trash Panda. I got a flux capacitor. Sheena got one, and Kat was so excited about that. I got mine yesterday. She's fancy. So anyway, hey guys, with our mics that don't work. Sure. We are here to talk about something called Critical Role, but first, I want everybody to introduce themselves, and I'm going to start with you, the wonderful lady down at the end with the green hair. Hello, my name is Valerie. I am a writer for my journal. It's critically acclaimed by me. <laughs> um, I also am a lapidary artist, which means I cut and polish stones for jewelry. Oh, so that's fun. you can uh, check that out. That's Peach Stone Lapidary. And my friend is uh, my business partner. She's silver. Oh, she's writing it down. <laughs> so if you like awesome jewelry, she runs peach treats. And moonstones. You're going to uh, find me some awesome moonstones, find right? Awesome moonstones. Okay. I should show you my amethyst. They're beautiful. I've got my amethyst. You can uh, smell her wood, too. Yeah, you can smell her wood. Whoa. I've got wood you can smell. <laughs> not that kind of wood. Like Different wood. <laughs> Sorry. This is going to be a not safe for work <laughs> panel. I have a feeling just because some of us are a little tipsy and nobody else is here. So why not? We're just going to. Is this PG-13 or R? I think we can R. go R. Okay. We're, we're going to go hard R for this panel. So just be prepared, those of you in the audience, <laughs> for, the words. for this very hard. Yeah. Katie is known for her language at work. So That is true. <laughs> but Katie, introduce I'm a, yourself. I'm a sailor. Uh, find you? I am Katie Trotier. Uh, I have recently started doing Disney podcast episodes for Geek Parenting Podcast. Very excited about that. Recently bought myself a legit mic so that I can sound more... Less hollow. <laughs> sure. Sorry, yeah. that's a head. that's <laughs> an inside joke. Her professor told her she was hollow. She that's right. Hollow, she gave me so. sixty-eight out of seventy-five on my podcast episode assignment because I sounded hollow. I was like, I don't know what that means. I was mimicking your soul. <laughs> Damn it! I should have said that. Um, yes, but yes, lean into the mic that doesn't function. Um, but I started listening to Critical Role in March. I'm when did sorry? the Kickstarter start? Don't apologize. You're it totally, you're totally not sorry. I'm not. Uh, whenever, but... whenever the Kickstarter started. And I started listening to it because I thought this sounds like something that I would seriously enjoy. I hadn't played Dungeons and Dragons in 12 years, 13 years. But I listened to the first episode and thought, where has this been all my life? And so it was, it, I love it so much. It's ridiculous. I'm up to the 50th episode of the first campaign. And but you're okay I, with spoilers, right? I'm okay, with, spoilers. I'm okay with spoilers. Oh, yeah. I've, I googled a couple of things and realized that I was going to end up with some spoilers. Sorry, Victor. Um, but, yeah. I mean, spoilers are So, I take full responsibility for introducing you. That you was should. my fault. That was your I was fault. Like, Katie, look at this Kickstarter. You should watch Critical Role. Here you go. And you were absolutely right, because uh, yes. it's, like, crack. Yes. Storytelling. It is. Crack. 
but I am Dr. Sarah, and you can find me most of the time on Geek Parenting Podcast, uh, usually on Another Mom Mess on Instagram, Sarah Geek Mom on Twitter, and Facebook, you can just find me. You're everywhere. I'm literally everywhere. Just find me. Literally, you can Look it you up. Can, Google, Google it. me and it's find fine. everything you want to know about me ever is on the internet. I'm an open book. I really am, too. Yeah, uh, it's, no, it's pretty bad. No secrets. But, uh, so I discovered Critical Role right after they started streaming Geek and Sundry. Um, I had just started playing Dungeons and Dragons so at the with beginning? my brother. So at the beginning. Uh-huh. That's why I don't remember anything from the beginning. Because it's jealous. been forever. Um, but I started watching them right after I started playing So there's Crackhammer, and then they go into the Underdark. And, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. And they fight the Mind Flayer. And yeah. They find Lady Kima. He is not a dick Spoilers. with the Nash. No. No. Uh, spoilers. spoilers. Spoilers, guys. We're going to have spoilers for critical role. <laughs> um, so, you didn't tell us how you got involved in critical role. Oh, yeah. Role. How did you find it? Her boyfriend drove her to find other means of entertainment. As always. I mean, that's understandable. Um, I don't know. You don't remember? I do, I do remember watching it the first time. I, oh, I, I definitely YouTubed D&D, and I was like, I watched a couple different things, and I was like, I don't like these, and then I, I, I found Critical Role, and I was like, oh, this is cool, I like these guys. But so you I watch it instead of listening to it? I why I was like, YouTubing, I, was rab- yeah. I think I was rabbit holing, literally. Sure. I was yeah. like, yeah. I just like, went further and further uh, down the YouTube rabbit hole until I found Critical There's Role. a gentleman in the first row who has a question. Questions are for after. No, he can go ask questions now. I mean, gentleman. sure. He's wearing an awesome shirt, so. Not a gentleman. Okay, no, dude in the first row. I think I know the answer to that question. Okay. You will watch tabletop all the time. Will we eat stuff? Oh. I have a feeling one of the similar things came up. Well, Will Wheaton was on Critical Role, and he w- was tanked. statistically the worst <laughs> player you Improbable. could ever <laughs> be. I have a feeling the YouTube thing just watch on the television and so i think it suggested other things that we start oh. watching so things. did you find the first episode of of campaign one then yeah the, i started there the crag hammer yeah. wow i intentionally started at the beginning because um because i literally told you i said you could just start with campaign two you don't need true. to start but they said that the the production quality at the beginning of campaign one was, was not the best was lesser and so mm-hmm. i thought well if i start with that then i'll work my way up to the good stuff Mm-hmm. And so it'll be a process. Instead of starting at the beginning of campaign two, and then you've got to jump back to the beginning That's of true. campaign one, and you're like, what the hell is this? This is lame. So I thought, oh, I'm going to start at the beginning. But they beginning. hadn't quite started filming campaign two when I came in. So I came in. She came in relatively late then. I did come in late, but they were, I would say, I would say it was about as late as if I had started campaign two now. Gotcha. Okay. So, how many episodes are they into campaign two? 69. 69 tonight. <laughs> yeah. Tonight is the 69th episode, and they've made plenty of jokes about that. Of course, of course they, they have. Because it's 69, yeah. right? <laughs> I would love to turn the mic toward you. So. Yeah, because it totally works. Because I need you to hear um, me. So, right? did you donate to their Kickstarter? I am poor. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am poor, but I donate it anyway, which I is not a good idea. I am also poor. Their Kickstarter and I'm in the middle of grad school, and yet I still donated a considerable amount. <laughs> Me too. I donated way more than I should have, so I'll share my Kickstarter stuff with you, because okay. I got stuff. I'm so <laughs> stoked. Send me my stuff. Right? Didn't you just buy a seventy-dollar bag? You be quiet. And I just bought a eight hundred seventy-five dollars painting. Nine months from now. Yeah, it's close to yeah. comments. It's on layaway. <laughs> it's on layaway. So you know the five hundred dollars I gave to Critical Role is nothing, right? I also gave that amount to Watchtower, so it was a fair donation. So I'm so excited for the stuff that they're going to send, though. Right. Right. But let's talk a little bit more about why do you guys like Critical Role so much? What is it about what you see every day that makes you want to go back to see more? It's the storytelling. It's the storytelling and the characters. The characters are so vivid and so well-developed, and they're so brilliant at improving. at, I mean, like, that fast something comes up and they can run with it and make it real. Well, that's because it's scripted. It is scripted. Katie, did you have learned yet? that yet? <laughs> Are you thing. kidding me? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought we were serious. No. It's an, I hate all of these It's people. an ongoing joke that, that they write what's going to happen. Oh, really? They really don't. No. It's an ongoing See? Joke. They're See, brilliant. You need to watch Talk Smack. And once you get into the Talk Smack and the stuff. I haven't gotten that you'll far understand yet. Because that's episode 70 or something. Right? You'll understand I'm, that Brian W. Foster smells like cabbage. It's a thing. Okay. Just go with it. Okay. He has a dog named Henry. He's adorable. I've seen Henry. You've seen Henry. Yes. Okay. I've seen Liam cavorting with Henry. <laughs> I totally understand because the dog's adorable and so's Liam. So, I mean. Right? Yeah, that's fair. What do you love about that at Valley? I mean, all of those things, obviously. I, I, am, I was raised on soap operas. So, like, Mama's stories are on. Exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly what this is for me. Mm -hmm. But um, also, I just like watching the weird dynamic between their friendship. Like, Aren't they adorable? They're just a, the, a weird ragtag kind of group of people. Like, mm -hmm. See, but that's why you have to watch between, it. Between, like, Travis and Talison, like, what? Like, right? how's, the, how's that even happen? <laughs> You've got a sports nerd. And then you've got Talison, who's a, you know, goth. goth. <laughs> and they all love each other. And that's that's something that I've noticed in one of the last, one of the most recent episodes. It was Talison and Matt were on. And they were sitting there, they were just cuddling at the yeah. end of the, at the end of the, the episode of Talks Mech. And I'm like, you don't see guys doing that. And their friendship is close enough and they feel comfortable enough that they can cuddle. And it's not a thing. It's just they're just chilling out and cuddling with each other. Yeah. Right? It's not weird. It's just them being life. friends. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, God, why do I like it? I like the storytelling. I always wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons. So like I said, I had started watching about the same time I actually started playing. So for me, it was a way to learn more about the game mm -hmm. and to learn more about how to play the game. And then I got really connected to the characters, Yeah. which is not something I would have expected with a role-playing game on Twitch that I'm you know, I'm getting emotionally connected to these characters and it just happened so naturally where you're identifying with these guys and seeing what they're yeah. going through and going like, okay, this, I can relate to this. And then seeing those friendships actually develop and realize how strong they were in real life. It was just, it, it just affected me emotionally. I think that's part of what makes it so good though, is because they're such good friends in real life. 
that it carries over to the fictional characters Mm -hmm. that they're such good friends as well and so that's part of what makes it so interesting and so engaging is that they're just such good friends Mm -hmm. and And they've known each other for so long yeah you know this is not a friendship that just started two years ago when they started playing D&D on Twitch they'd been playing for five years before that so I, I really love that you can see that relationship and how deep it is in the characters that they've built and the characters that they're developing now in the second campaign as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited to get to the second campaign. I'm but I'm also to... really enjoying taking my time with the first campaign and letting it develop and seeing those characters and that storyline See, and I want evolve. you to get to campaign two so I can be like, Katie, did you see what happened last night? <laughs> did you see what they did? I'm working on it. But I'm only <laughs> up to episode 50. Binging. Oh, yeah. She... Katie, Katie watches almost every day at I do. work. At she work. She has it on, going on. While we're developing stuff. Hey, we're still getting our work done. That this doesn't is matter. True. You finish your stuff. There was so. an episode the other day where I was so involved that I was like, fuck you, work. I'm going to, like, focus in on the little chunk of my computer monitor that has the episode on it. Because it was so engaging that I was like, I have to pay attention to what Matthew Mercer is saying because I need to know what happens. What was going on in that episode? Uh, it was the it was the Sphinx. They were trying to get the the vestige from the Sphinx. The Sphinx, and it was like super duper aging them, and they were all getting like really old. And they they finally got Myth Carver from it, and then the Sphinx is telling them about the other vestiges, and and yeah, work was just like. Because I was in between projects anyway, and so I didn't have anything to do. And so I was just riveted on what was happening with Critical Role. And I was like, sorry, work, up yours. My <laughs> boss was elsewhere, and I was like, I just need to know what the hell the happens with this. Because, I, yeah. It's Spoiler true. Alert, it's, it's, you totally ruined that for me. Spoiler! It's really sorry, weirdly it's... engrossing. Like, uh, I'll generally, generally look, turn it on, and try and do things around mm-hmm. the house. Yeah. But I'll find, like, I'll be, Sometimes like, I'll you be, can't. like, start sweeping, and then I'll just, like, stop mid-sweep, and, like, just, like, ten yeah. minutes later, I'll just Wait, be like, what? Oh, oh, yeah, finish that sweep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's it's really... But that one area of the floor is really... It's I sure. Yeah. No, I hover over it for ten minutes. Yeah, because you're with so my broom. Yeah. Like, do you guys have... Like a During the Briarwood arc... I mean, I was waiting to get to the Briarwood arc because after the Kickstarter, I was like, this is what they're going to animate. And so I was waiting and waiting and waiting. And then there was finally a mention of the Briarwoods, and I was like, yes, I'm paying very close attention now. Is that when Taliesin heard her name the first time and you hear the the Bill Sirens Yeah, and then the look on his face, just like he goes pale. And I was like, what is happening? This is amazing. (laughs) And then it was just so cool. And then with the characters that they brought in for it, and and, oh, so good. And I was just like, "This this is the best thing ever. Do you guys have favorite characters in the first campaign? I, lo- I think a lot of it of that changes on your with your mood. Does like, it? I always resonate with somebody depending on the day that I've had. See, I love Grog. Plenty of times. Well, Grog's. Like, I love Grog. But Grog, Grog is like is Grog the Drax? Like if you were yes, to compare them to the Marvel Drax. characters, he's yes, kind of the Drax. He kind of is. Yeah. Yes. The kind of the dumb big oaf. But you love them anyway. Yes, and they're basically they're basically shit. the yeah. same characters. They basically are. Let's not. I love Vax. 
You love Vax. Everybody loves Vax. And I'm I I hear that I'm gonna be. Oh, you're gonna be very. Sad you're gonna need a Vax box the of Kleenexes of the first gonna... campaign. Yeah. Because I mean, going through the first campaign spoilers. as slowly as you do, you're just you're just doomed. You're gonna see spoilers. You're gonna hear spoilers. For anything. You're just. It's true. Yeah. But I'm. I'm like, Super, allergies, maybe super all of a sudden facts. Vex makes everybody allergic to something. Mm -hmm. You don't know, but <laughs> so Valerie, do you have a second? Because Katie hasn't seen the second campaign yet. Mm -mm. Do you have a second uh, favorite character in the second campaign? That, that's really tough for me. I mean, who can't not love Jester? Right, Jester. See, now there was an episode that I was listening to just this past week, and Laura was saying that they had done a one shot for some damn thing, and she said that she had done that she'd used a character named Jester, and I was like, oh my god, that must have been the first time that she used Jester. Jester. It was, and you know what's funny? I haven't seen that one shot. I haven't watched all the one I shots. I haven't seen that one so, shot either. Yeah, but but I she, did know that, and I was yeah. like, oh, maybe one of these days I'll get back and watch that one shot and see. I must have missed that, because I've never caught sure that before. I'm that in that one shot, she plays Yeah, for the first time. Jester, young like Jester. year-old Jester or something like Oh, that. shit. Yeah, because she mentioned it, and I was like, Oh my god, I think that must be the first time that she does Jester. She brought out that character. I love Jester. Like, Jester and Not, I think, are my two favorite characters in Campaign 2. But it's so hard because, and it's so weird because with Campaign 1, like, I had favorites. But in Campaign 2, I'm watching and I'm like, I can't pick. I don't know why it's different this time, but it's so hard for me to pick a favorite character because I love every single one of them. So but that's what I'm saying. Like, for me, it, it's a mood. Like, I resonate depends with, a, on, a, with a mood. Like, yeah. sometimes I'm feeling saucy like Vex. Sometimes sure. I am feeling, like, cynical as Percy. Sometimes I'm feeling as... Optimistic like, as Keela. <laughs> or Scanlan. Rarely, no. rarely <laughs> Keela. <laughs> so, who's your favorite um, from the first campaign? Grog. Grog. Grog or Pike. I love sure. Grog and Pike. But, you know... But I do love Vax, too, because I love Liam. It's so hard to pick. I can't. It is. It is it's harder with the first campaign it is. than I would say the second campaign. It is. Because I even love Scanlan. Because yeah, I love exactly. Sam. It's just, it's, you can't, it's so hard to pick a favorite character. I loved Tiberius for two seconds before he, you know, was an ass and left. Yeah, and did bad things. Sorry, we don't talk about Tiberius. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so. We can talk about we could, we could talk about, about Tiberius offline. Okay. I mean, we could talk about Tiberius. I don't know if we want to talk about what happened. Probably not. Off, but what did you like about Tiberius? I mean, during the first bit in Craghammer, when they were in the Underdark and doing that whole thing, I just thought that he was an interesting element. You know, in with the, the half-elves and the humans and all of that stuff, to have a dragonborn in there was fascinating his skills and his persona and and at first i thought he was funny before you know his personality became super redundant and i was like okay whatever but at the beginning then i was like oh well he's you know something odd something different a dragonborn he was a sorcerer right yeah, yeah. a little magic thrown in and mm -hmm. but the idea of a dragonborn was very cool to me mm-hmm you know, Why was that cool to you? Uh, you know, humans, and then there's, what, three half-elves in there in the mm -hmm. first campaign, and so having a dragonborn thrown in, I was like, ooh, well, that's pretty cool. The idea of dragonborn who has evolved with 
the ability of speech and magic and and all of that, and, but yet has the intelligence of like nothing. Because wasn't his intelligence like two I or something? It was really bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool to have that as an element in with the rest of them. I just thought it was. An, uh, I also think his play with Allura was interesting. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, that was kind of fun. You know, that obviously ended up going nowhere. But sure. Like especially towards the end when he started playing more aggressively, and it was like like Matt took that and was like, okay, well now Allura's not gonna like you as much. Like yeah. like this, what you're doing is having an effect on yeah yeah the, the actual gameplay. He went a little off the chain at well, the end. Well, I mean, but that but even so, even if that was planned, mm -hmm. like it was a cool thing for Matt to be like Matt to know his character yeah. so well, well enough to roll say that's with not it. Yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Roll with it. Roll with it. <laughs> Sorry. That was not on purpose, I swear. So, speaking of Alora and, and other, do you guys have any favorite NPCs that Matt has pulled out? Victor. Victor. I know you love Victor. We've talked about Victor. I love, who doesn't love Gilmore? Come on. Okay. Gilmore is I literally love Gilmore. probably my favorite. Everybody yeah. loves yes, Gilmore, right? And, and we know the, the famous phrase, Victor. Sorry, plug your kid's ears. <laughs> Don't fuck me, Gil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so do you guys have any favorite characters that, that you've seen come in as guests? I loved Lady Kima. Oh, guests. Oh, um. You haven't even seen all the guests, I don't it's think. It's true. I haven't. Uh, I loved the, um. Oh, crap. What do they call it? The ones where, uh, oh, um, the Slayer's Take those episodes where they bring oh, where they yeah. like split the group into two with, with mary and yeah mary and and, and um, will friedel and mary will, yeah. yeah those were those were wonderful yeah those are yeah will and mary though they are top-notch dnd players like i never would have imagined going in and i had the opportunity they, they said that that was their first time are you serious seriously they they were as far as I remember from like watching the the interviews, mm -hmm. they were saying that they were kind of they both sat down nervously and they were like, I don't uh -huh. know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. And okay, well we'll stick together then. And so here's the thing, that's what's so amazing about Matt is he can bring first time players to his table and well, make them and feel when you're an actor. Well you're yeah, yeah, have yeah, yeah. Improv skills. skills. Yeah. But from. but he can bring people in like Sumali Montana who had never yeah. played D D before and, and she can play, you know, a fantastic character in campaign too. You mm -hmm. just wait for it because she's okay. gonna have a smell bag and we're gonna have smell bag jokes all the time. Just wait for it. Spoilers. Uh, and, and you know, you get people like Christopher uh, what's his name? Uh, he was just on a spurt. You know, oh, where he's on for like it, thirty minutes. It's not Perkins, is it? Christopher Perkins, it, yes. It's Christopher Perkins. And Kari Payton, who has been on as one of my favorite NPCs ever. Well, I mean, it's not really an NPC. Shikasta. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Everybody loves Shikasta, right? Shikasta. See, no, you yeah. need to wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait, Katie. You gotta get to season two. You gotta get to season two. I love Joe Mangiello's Oh, yes. So who did he play? He played somebody at the end. Spoiler. I'm not going to spoil that for you because yeah. that's an awesome... Okay. It's, it's in the last. It's fine. Two or three episodes. It's fine. Yeah. Last I don't need to know. Literally last two episodes. I'll wait. Two episodes. Yeah. Of campaign one. Of campaign, campaign one. one. Wait for Jock Smackina. <laughs> Jock Smackina. Him and Travis. <laughs> Just wait for it. Just wait for it. Um, what lessons have you guys learned from Critical Role? Have you learned any lessons? Life lessons. Always uh, record 
the boring things that you think you're doing. <laughs> take notes. Things that you think take nobody lots. else will take be many, in many notes. They're four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> take notes. Take lots of notes. Lots of yes, notes. Lots of notes. But have you learned? Have you thought, like deep down, have you learned any skills? from watching them interact as they do, even though they're they're play acting. And this is something that I, I take back to my kid a lot is say, you know, what are we learning from playing? Mm-hmm. Have you guys learned any lessons in terms of, you know, relationships or anything like that? I've learned from- not to say I'm a god and jump off a cliff. <laughs> I've you learned. haven't seen that yet, have you? No. But you know what it's referring to, right? I'm not sure I do. <laughs> Keyfish. Just wait. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, All you right. know what Keyfish is. Yes, I do. All right. Poor Johnny's like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I'm just here for support. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Critical Role panel, where we're just nerding about Critical Role. I was, I was going to buy a t-shirt, that, that, but the only girl shirts that you can get are like Vecna and mm-hmm. Keyfish. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to Keyfish yet, and so I'm like, should I buy a T-shirt? Well, you haven't gotten to Vecna yet either. I don't really know. Well, I know a teeny bit about Vecna because they they did the the hand thing with the eye. Oh, they did right. that, oh, but but the Keyfish thing they haven't gotten to yet. And so I was like, well, I can't buy the Keyfish T-shirt. Well, until you could. I could. You could. But it felt weird to buy the the T-shirt before I'd actually seen that episode. So, how far out do you think Matt like? Plans? I don't. He's got a plan. What do his notes look like? Don't you want to see his notes? Is it like? Is it like everything is already there, or is it like Arrested Development, where like they wrote some things and then they were like, "Haha, let's go back and make this another joke," and like and layer upon? I don't know. So that's what I want to know is how he actually develops. Like, does he? I I think he has to have multiple things ready to go. But being multiple options, being a DM myself, like, because I DM for you, Valerie, and Mm. I never know what route you guys are going to take. Like, I can put, like, little seeds, like, hey, there's a farmer over (laughs) here who's having problems (laughs) with his crops. Uh, You know, you can go that direction, but you have to have, for me as a DM, you have to have several different options available at any given time. And then it's going to, just in case, because you can say, Hey, there's something over here, but hey, there's a squirrel over here that everybody's. But then you told me about the hole underneath yeah. the jewelry shop. Yeah, yeah. but then yeah. you've told me about the episode where days. Matt rips up his notes because he's like, "Well, these guys have done something that I haven't that even one of, that is completely one of anticipated." And episodes that was when they were doing the live show, and remember they decided to slip the Travis and and Liam decided that they were going to trick Sam's character. They get they they okay spoiler Katie. Well, la, I, la, you la, don't have la, to spoil la, it. I'll probably remember It's that. when Grog and Vax decide to put the thing into Scanlan's drink. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so Sam had, ex- or Matt, I think, had expected that to go a completely different direction. And they just derailed it completely. Yeah. And he's like, well, we're not doing this anymore. How many times has Matt ripped up notes? At least two. At times. least two, to my knowledge, that I've seen him do. So at least twice he's ripped up his nose because we'll somebody is... They've got to be as such as good improv actors that they are ready to do anything. Sam mm-hmm. the most. Sam. Yeah, Sam has literally has imp- like a lot of Mad improv, improv skills. Improv and Classes and stuff that he's done. He's it's nuts. Do you think... Do you think they ever intentionally try to derail Matt? Yes. You think they do? <laughs> at least Sam. <laughs> they've got it. They've got it. Maybe Travis. 
don't know. I think Travis is kind of afraid about. No, I, I don't know. Like, I will see. Travis gets that look in his eye sometimes. Do you think Laura would derail him? Oh, Laura would totally derail him. <laughs> Feel like <laughs> she is. She is Jester. Like deep down in my heart, I believe she is actually truly Jester. <laughs> deep down, in her heart and soul, ready to she is ready to paint penises on things. And sorry, spoilers, Katie. It's okay. That one I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like. Like Travis will get that look in his eyes sometimes where he's like, just like, I could. It's fuck, almost, I could it's almost like a up. dare. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like a. Come on, you know, bring it on. What can are you? you what are you gonna what do about this? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do if I do this? Yeah. Gonna, do you think that's why he brought in things like Craven Sedge and the deck of many things? Probably because he knew that that Travis, Travis couldn't resist resist that. But I mean, that's part of why we listen to it too, is to see what kind of crazy crap. They're going to whip out and be like, hey, let's do this. Well, Wait, what? I thought the story was going this way, and now all of a sudden it's going this way. And that's part of being a DM is you never, like, you give your your players options, and mm-hmm. you never know what, like, even if they pick an option you put right in front of them, you never know how, what path and how that's yeah. going to play out. Although, interestingly, with that, like, Matt obviously knows their characters well enough, and I remember in one episode towards the end... Um, when Keyleth is looking for Vex, mm-hmm. if, if you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, I know about. what you're talking about. And Sorry, spoilers. Like, and, and they're like, do this, do this, do this. And Marissa was like, it's Kiki. Like, she's yeah. like, it's Keyleth. Like, yeah. Keyleth would gonna... do this kind yeah. of thing. And I find that interesting, like, because there is a lot of play between, like, what you want to do as a player and what, if your you character. built your character well mm-hmm. enough, if yeah. you, you know what your character would want mm-hmm. to do. And I mean, I, I guess Matt probably kind of has some idea of what their characters would do, but sometimes they just do like. Yeah. I think that's riveting that part of what they play is not them as a person, but it's them as character. a character. Yeah. Well, and that's so if they roll an intelligence of, you know, minuscule. Grog, yes, <laughs> Tiberius. Then all of a sudden they have to play that intelligence, and so they would make very different choices for their character than they would as But that themselves. is also what makes D&D very successful. That's when you know you have a successful game. Yeah. Is when you have people play what they would do, or what their characters do, not what and they not would what do. And not what they would do, yeah. Because I was playing in a game very recently Probably where, makes it more fun. where I would have killed somebody yep. like for what, the, what had just happened, and instead my character decided, like, no, we're going to let this person go. They're defeated. Mm-hmm. They have no powers left. There's no reason to kill them. So is part of that your alignment? Part of that's the alignment, and part of that is the story you've just set up for yourself. Like, for this, for this particular character, I am a paladin that is lawful good. Mm-hmm. This char- this so character- because you're lawful good, yeah. you made that choice I instead made, of... Yeah, I made them. the choice to let this person go because they had been defeated. Like, there, there was nowhere for them to go. They had been abandoned by their god. I'm like, there's no reason... There's no reason. Right. Just let him go. Although at the same time, I have a character, and we came across goblins, mm-hmm. and we killed their leaders, and my character was just like, I literally am not a murderer of people. If we can talk to these people, I'd rather mm-hmm. do it. Like, I don't know if, the, if, if oh, that has anything to, to do with... No, that was, like, one of the first... Okay. But we ended up... Didn't we end up letting the goblins yeah, go? Exactly, okay. Yeah, exactly, because Angie's character is folk goblin, luckily. But, like, my character is, you know, she grew up in a small town. She's not gonna... She's 
she's not no reason to yeah thing going like so exactly like i think that was just it, so that's it part didn't of the fun really have too. to do with alignment per se although sure. alignment probably goes Please. into that as much as just who she is as a person yeah. Yeah. you know that's cool. and i think that's why it's always good to have a good dm like matt he he's developed this entire you know background like katie just bought the taltoyer book earlier today <laughs> i convinced her to do it I'm like, hey, katie look there's convinced. the book there's oh, the book he oh, wrote no. it oh god oh. <laughs> take um, my money but he, i think he has put so much time and effort into building this world that he knows he knows enough to know what's going to happen within it and he knows enough to to say to his players when something is enough yeah, and he knows how to create. He knows his players well enough that he can create an encounter without knowing, or with knowing, if it's going to be too much for them or if it's not going to be too much for them. Well, and sometimes the characters do stuff that's completely out of. Because I remember in campaign one, towards the beginning, when Pike had done something that had like cracked her, mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. thing. Her symbol. Yeah, her symbol, her symbol. and so her. Uh, connection to Saren Ray wasn't quite what it had been before and she was trying to redeem herself from that act that she had done and so part of it was her you know and then when she finally decides to stay in Vesselheim Mm -hmm. to help you know fix the temple of Saren Ray and finally that symbol of hers is healed that she has made up for that out of character thing that she's done you know, I think that it's, it, it's cool that there are those ramifications. Alert, later on in the campaign, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but Matt literally tells somebody that their alignment changed mm-hmm. again <gasps> because it changed before. And because of something. Because of something that I'm not going to tell you who, what? I'm not going to tell you what, but yeah. somebody, he literally says out, out loud, you're this now. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Katie's like freaking out. Oh, do you guys... I don't have enough time in my world to catch up with. You, you have eight hours a day, girl. You can watch two episodes a day. Come on. I'm Who trying. needs work? Who needs work? Who needs work? Screw you, We're boss. We're just developing critical stuff. role. They're legends. They are legends. They are legends. Um, do you guys in the audience have any questions about critical role at this point? Or the legends it's, of critical role? It's a, it's a D&D. It's a D&D show. Yes, Rich? These microphones are awesome. <laughs> yeah, they look really good. Right. I totally took a picture with one. Just. <laughs> Each of you have to answer this, but it can't be something you've always said. Okay. You could ask Matt Mercer anything. What would it be? Other than marry me, <laughs> he's already married. I know. <laughs> what what kind of what kind of conditioner does he use on his hair? He does I want very nice hair. He has yeah. excellent hair. Oh my gosh. Valerie, you're gonna have to go first. I'm still thinking. Are you kidding me? I'm a slow thinker. Uh what could I if I could mask well I met I've met Matt. I I gotta meet him so in what Denver. Did you ask? Shut up. I didn't ask him anything. I she cried. I, I cried. She cried at him. I literally it's cried fine. in front of Matt Mercer. I uh I went up and I told him a story, which I don't think I've told a lot of people. I told Katie earlier, um, is that um at the end of my marriage I was I had decided to go get a hotel room. It was New Year's Eve, and I was catching up to the last, uh, to, the, to, to campaign one. I had two episodes <laughs> left. And so I was sitting in a hotel room. I had ordered room service. 
I was over at the Monaco's. So I was I was quite happy with the wine hour that they had at that time. <laughs> Rip wine hour. Um, <laughs> but I had watched the last two episodes, and I had just been sobbing just watching these last two episodes and realizing because I was in a very what I feel was an emotionally abusive marriage and so I just had come to the realization watching these last two episodes and watching these relationships with these people and these friendships realized that life was way too short for me to stay in a position where I was scared all the time where I was so unhappy uh, and so watching those last two episodes of that campaign one were kind of the cathartic Tr the cathartic trigger for me to say I need to divorce uh, and so in Denver a few weeks ago I got to go up and I got to meet Matt Mercer and I told him this and I just started crying like I didn't it wasn't my intention at all but it just happened it was just like an yeah, emotional I don't release. think you voluntarily want to cry and so of course of he got up and he gave me a oh, hug he and seems like he'd be super what the That's amazing thing was is he didn't stop hugging me oh he kept <laughs> hugging me even when I kind of like went to let go, he kept hugging me. He's like, so he's like, I'm not letting you go. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, and that's that's why this why the show I think is so important to me is it 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 gave me that emotional connection enough to realize that I could put the pieces together and say, I can't keep doing this. You know, time to be done. It's, and it's a it's a weird, ridiculous connection to you know to say, hey, this is gonna give you the the emotional impetus to say I'm going to leave an, a marriage that's abusive, but it did. Um, so yeah, so I, I guess my question for Matt would be, can I have another hug? Can I have another hug? <laughs> <laughs> um, my question would be, did you did you think this was going to have the impact on people that it has? Mm, good question. God, and why or why not? I can't imagine that they. I saw. I don't what think this was did. going to turn into. I don't think they did. But I mean, I, I love know. that it's turned into it such has. a. And worked their tushes off. And the critter yeah. community is freaking amazing. Yeah, like, I have hello, how many million dollars? Uh, seven. No, it's over like ten million. Yeah, it's right? Over, it's over ten. Over ten million. Yeah. Raised. And about what would you ask Matt Marker? I Honestly, I would. I would just want to know like what his routine is for coming up with characters, deciding how how to voice them, and like what he does to prepare himself to voice the characters. I mean, he's an incredible character actor mm -hmm. in his yeah. voice. He's like, brilliant. There, I he can do things I've anybody. never thought of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I haven't heard anybody that can do that has his range. Like it's it's insane. And yeah. I would just be like, teach me, master. Will you yeah. teach me? That would be my question. Will you teach me? Yeah. Teach me. Being the <laughs> being the Ravenclaw that I am and the book Same lover girl. that I am, Same. right? Uh, I I would ask him what his favorite book is because mm. any story that could inspire him to the masterful storytelling that he does every week, I really want to know what he reads to inspire him. So I would love to know what he picks up for fun that's a good question does he read actually like does he read name of the wind does yeah, he read true. i mean like just tell me although i, I am pretty know. sure that sam probably just meets reads mad mad magazine does anybody have any other questions about critical role matt mercer Come on. I could yeah, probably tweet in and be like, hey, what's your Otherwise, favorite book? Otherwise, is just going to ask all the Otherwise, questions. Otherwise, I've got nine more. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I would 
Are you starting with campaign one? Yeah. Okay. So, um, have you guys yourselves found any new series that you kind of felt overwhelmed and oh you God. are kind of curious? Like, wow, this would be a really good writing, or wow, maybe they were inspired by Christopher Nolan. So, Matt Colville has also a Twitch channel, and I can't remember the name of the channel, but he, he actually, for a long time on YouTube, would kind of dissect what was going on on Critical Role. So he has one right now on Twitch called The Chain, which I think has been really good. And um, it's so different from So different. Role. His it's his so technical. Right. And his his dungeon mastering is very different from Matt's. So it's really interesting to see the contrast in between the way that they manage their games. And then Vampire the Masquerade mm. is another one um, where you can see very different um, not just gameplay and technique, but just different methods of playing and different, you know, different, different ways that people bring those characters to life. You know, um, those are the two big ones that I've seen. Really, yeah. Matt Colville's. I mean, just anything because I've never seen Supernatural, and I feel like that would be very overwhelming to watch thirty-seven seasons of that. Thirty-seven. <laughs> so, <laughs> true. I mean, it's true. Um, Not wrong. <laughs> what other? I mean, what else is? The gigantitude of Doctor Who is oh, yeah. rather overwhelming. But Doctor Who, like, Doctor That's Who would a be a good, a good series to actually, like, I could think of things that Doctor Who did that I could bring into a, you know, to, into a game. That would be amazing. Right? Yeah. Dinosaurs on a spaceship? Of course. Why not? Weeping angels! There's dinosaurs and chalk. Weeping angels. Don't you dare do that to us. <laughs> <laughs> See, I only say that because I don't actually play in your game. Know, she you objects. <laughs> it's okay. We can get you to come play a couple games with I'd us. I play. Right? Sure. All right. Uh, anybody help? Uh, any, <laughs> 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 words are hard. late and words are hard. Does anybody have any final questions about Critical Role or Dungeons and Dragons or any of that fun stuff that we have been talking about? Come on. You guys have a question. I know you have. What's Dungeons and Dragons? That's your question, right? Has your dad not taught you about Dungeons and Dragons? Johnny. What are we going to do about this? You character problem. <laughs> are you the Johnny that got to go to Galaxy's Edge for... Not yet. Damn it. He's going okay. soon. Never mind. He's also going to the Haunted Mansion thing. <gasps> You're the one who's doing that. Super jealous. My tiki room dress? Yeah. She's, a, she's a Disney nerd, too. I am. I have a coffee mug that's the Disneyland, the Haunted Mansion. Mansion. She's got it, too. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one that brings me the Haunted Mansion purse every time I ask him for me a replacement. Awesome. Right? She's already informed me that she's going to leave me with money. Yeah. All, all yeah. the stuff. All, the, all right. But anyway, guys, thank you Tangent. so much for coming to our Legend of Critical Role panel. Uh, I am Dr. Sarah. You can find me on Geek Parenting Podcast. Me, too. She's on Geek Parenting Podcast. What's your name? Katie. I'm Katie Trottier, and you can find me on Geek Parenting Podcast. I've been doing Disney episodes for... Mm-hmm. And then? The thing. Uh, you can't find me. I live in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hobbit. I, I live uh, under a hill. I hope. own uh, Peachstone Lapidary, a, uh, mm-hmm. that partners with Peach Treats. It's a jewelry business. We make cool jewelry. Really cool. Really cool. I love it. Is all it right. nickel free? Some of it, yes. Actually, I think all of it is. They're sweet. Sweet. And so all right, you got a new, you got a new customer. Yeah. Well, all that's right. Why I came. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you for coming. Woo!